afternoon drive. Goodman Fry, watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to thank Sean and Abby for coming down from Windfall Brewing Company. They brought us a great Reuben with fries, outstanding buffalo wings with a maple type of glaze in there but nice and spicy the way you like them and uh danny how were the uh, did you try the tacos or did uh, nolan try the tacos andrew tried the tacos andrew how are the tacos come on over here how are the tacos don't it's belch on the air was delicious was it what'd you I like nine about and a half out of ten what'd you like about it sorry say it again what'd you like about it the steak yeah i can't go wrong with that well, but- i had a lot of uh kick to it more spice than i was expecting but it was good it, nine and a half out of ten right danny what did you try I haven't tried anything yet because I'm producing the show. Well, I haven't tried anything, and I am hosting the show. Remember, I kept saying, so "Come we're on in, the same boat." You know what? I'm just going to eat French fries in front of you, and I'm going to make you suffer. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Rock. Maybe I shouldn't have had that fry. <laughs> and my water's over there. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta get some water. Eric is struggling, folks. You shouldn't have tried to eat four different things <clears throat> at once. Wow. First I'm making fun of Danny, then I'm choking and I almost died. Rob Walton has bought the Broncos. That's, that was a nice segue. What's up? From choking to Rob Walton. Right. Well, he didn't choke. Because he got in the biggest bid. And his group includes his daughter, Carrie Walton Penner, her husband, Walmart chair, Greg Penner, and Melody Hobson. She is a CEO of Aerial Investments, chair of the board on Starbucks, and the director at J.P. Morgan Chase, amongst other things. I mean, this woman's resume is impressive, as you can see. Highest bid, highest price ever for a sports franchise. And now, when you look at the Walton family coming to town, Combined with the Kroenke family, which is part of the Walton family, they own all the teams with the exception of the Rockies. Knowing what Walton bid, and he's worth about $60 billion. David Tepper, the Panthers owner, that was the last NFL team up for sale. He's worth about $17 billion, which is still a lot. Do you think there is any potential advantage for the Broncos having the big buck guy in the room? Oh, absolutely. That kind of deep pockets answers a lot of questions. Things can be done without without really going through much agony. No, I mean influence. Yeah. Will he have any more influence in the room because he's yes. worth that much? So, yes. So like whether, what? whether he can say sign off on a contract extension for Russell Wilson. No, I'm talking about NFL-wide. Okay, NFL not, his own, not his own team. No, I Does think, he have any more influence amongst the owners because he's worth so much more? I don't know. I think every once in a while in, the, in those kinds of levels of stratosphere that there is a sense of jealousness or competition sometimes, too. I don't know if that will play out with Rob Walton or not. And there's also a kind of a fear that, although it's a salary cap sport, that he will raise the standards and do whether it's building facilities, stadiums, anything else, that because he can literally write the check for any improvements or any movements, that it, that it will put pressure on the other owners to st- step up and match that kind of enthusiasm and that kind of muscle. 
look what they're doing in Denver. Look what they're doing in Denver. How come we can't do it here? Look what they're doing in Denver. I'll tell you one thing about bringing in a guy like him, and I don't know him, and I don't know his personality. Uh, we know Stan's personality enough to know, and I've said it before, and I'll repeat it. In a hostage situation, as the <laughs> negotiator, he would say, shoot the hostage. He's a very, very good businessman. You may disagree what's happening with Comcast, and you have a right to be, because it's shameful with what has happened. But then again, he does spend money on his team. Point is, when the owners the owners wanted Stan Kroenke as part of their fraternity. Is that fair to say? Yes. They wanted him in. David Tepper is the wealthiest guy. Stan Kroenke is number three on the list <clears throat> behind Walton and Tepper. Stan Kroenke graduated from being kind of a, from a partial owner of the Rams to being the majority owner. And while all of these other guys are really wealthy, Robert Kraft is worth roughly about $8 billion. When you want to bring in the wealthiest guy, you better be prepared to potentially get pushed around because what's going on in St. Louis right now? He wants the owners to eat part of that bill. So you better be careful bringing new guys into the fraternity when they are much wealthier than you are. The other thing I've wondered about, and I don't know the completely the family dynamic here, but I think the, I think the potential for a positive force on both sides of both sides of the, uh, of the ledger on the sports teams is a sense of family competition. You can have fa friendly family competition within the same group that's going to have the Christmas party. Well, hold on. I'll, I'll be more direct. The Broncos play the Rams this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, they could eventually maybe one day meet up in the Super Bowl, which would be something, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. But this year, those two teams will be playing each other. But I, that's a really good point that I never thought of. That yes, there will be times when they co will compete with each other. Generally speaking, it's not going to happen except for maybe every three years when they switch off you know, divisions yeah. in the different conferences. But wouldn't it be something if they did go head-to-head? -head? And it doesn't have to be bitter. It doesn't have to be no. uh, uh, contentious. It can, it can be a fun family rivalry with high stakes, very high stakes. Yeah, I mean, Stan, or let's, let's say... Um, not, not, I don't think Stan would offer this. He might, he might say yes to it, but Rob can look at Stan and say, "Tell you what, how about we bet on the Super Bowl one billion dollars?" And Stan can say, "Okay, I can afford that because I still have another ten. That'd be fine with me." But it is interesting because I think if. If this whole Comcast thing did not happen, but it did, but it did, I wonder how people in Denver would have felt about the Rams winning the Super Bowl. That's a good question. I, I, I think uh, I know how they felt in St. Louis. Yeah, he he can't go back to St. Louis. Well, it's it's kind of like Art Modell, mm -hmm. the late Art Modell, mm -hmm. could never go back to Cleveland. No, and they just spit off into the night. And and I say this with all due respect to people in St. Louis. You got nothing on Cleveland fans <laughs> losing your team because the Browns had a major history yeah, in that did. town. And the dog pound was particularly enthusiastic and enjoyable. Right. I mean, how many cities have they, they had a crappy you stadium? Have the, you have the St. Louis Cardinals, now the, now the Phoenix, now the, you know, the, the Arizona Cardinals. And then you have the Rams and, and the Rams were in LA. Then they went to St. Louis and they came back. So the people of St. Louis can be upset if they want to, but don't compare yourself at all to either the city of Baltimore losing the Colts 
for the city of Cleveland losing the Browns. Here's another thing you can look at. Um, we can't reverse the calendar, but I'm wondering if in a friendly family competition, they're going after the hearts and minds of fans in Colorado, whether whether Cronky would have gotten into this brouhaha with Comcast and not reached a deal. Wait, say it again? If they were in a friendly family competition for the hearts, hearts and souls of Colorado sports fans, wouldn't Stan have signed off on with a deal with Comcast right no, away? You don't no, think so? No. I do. It's about money. It's about money. And they're different teams anyway. Listen, oh, the, I know. At the end of the day, you can take Avs fans. Here, let's put it this way. Just about, I think you would probably agree. For people who live in Colorado, not the regional part of, of this area, which is Montana and mm-hmm. Idaho and so on and so forth. People who live in Colorado, I would guess 98% of all Avalanche fans are Broncos fans. 98% of all Nuggets fans are Broncos fans. But all Broncos fans are not even necessarily even hockey fans or even basketball fans. But I think he has the big dog in town. And no one will ever, no matter how many cups the Avs win, they'll never compete with the Broncos. If his cousin-in-law owned the Broncos sooner and had them, I think Stan Kroenke would have reached a deal with Comcast. You do? Yes, I do. Because of that friendly family competition and the duel for the hearts of the sports fans of the area. Now, I understand hockey fans are more proprietary than I think you're giving them credit for. Let me ask I, you, I, I don't think hockey fans are as big a fans of the Broncos as you're saying. Let me ask you a question. When somebody dies in the family and there's a will, and there's a lot of money. Does money drive families apart like a wedge? Yes. So if Rob owned the team, owned the Broncos, and Stan's going through this, and Rob said, come on, let's let's find a way to get this done because we're a family. Stan would say, Rob, mind your own freaking business. <laughs> I run my business. You run your business. We, let, let's have parties together, let's drink together, let's go on vacations together, but when it comes to business, stay out of my business. Well, if Rob is the is the terrific owner that many envision him to be, and I'm sitting back and saying, let's wait and see, um, if, if, that was, if that was the case, then we might hear people telling Stan, why can't you be more like Rob? No, people people might say that, but it's kind of like in professional sports, and you've been around it longer than I have. You could have a teammate that you're best friends with, and that friend is holding out for more money. You don't tell that friend to show up because you're hurting the team. You don't mess with another man's money, period. You don't do it in sports, and that would not, I don't think that would happen here. You don't me- you, you could say anything you want, but you don't talk about somebody else's finances, about what they should do business-wise. You don't mess with another man's money. That's one thing that is... You don't mess with another man's wife, and you don't mess with his finances. Other than that, everything is fair game. I think in some sports, so in some situations, there is kind of a, there is kind of pressure to, uh, quote, take a hometown discount. If you really feel as if you've blended in, blended in well with this team, this roster, this franchise, I do think that that philosophy can enter a locker room discussion where, like, hey... Uh, I took a bridge. Matt, that was one of the things Matt Duchesne was mad about. He took a bridge deal. Because he had to. 
He didn't necessarily have to. Well, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have given him anything. He, he more. was. He wasn't capable of saint. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't capable of or suited for sainthood for being in that position. Right. But that was his philosophy. And there was so much tension in that locker room about Ryan O'Reilly's financial financial demands. Right. That it was uncomfortable. Coming up after the break, this is something you can relate to as much as anybody. Av's third trip to the Cup Finals. First time in 21 years. How similar or different is it compared to when they went in 96 and 2001? Also, of all the Denver sports teams that have advanced to the championship game or championship series, what was the most memorable to you? And you can only pick one. That's next. Man for your brand new Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook, at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for well over five years. He does my health insurance, my auto insurance, my home insurance, and I like to work with people who communicate well and want to look out for my best interests, and that's exactly what Eric does. A lot of guys who have a farmer's agency, they don't do health insurance. He does, so it's one-stop shopping for pretty much anything that you need. Um, my home insurance policy is great. So is my auto insurance policy. And the other thing is, is when I talk about the communication, he is very quick to return phone calls, very quick to return emails. He doesn't take me for granted. He treats every client like they are his only client. And that is a real gift. And those are the type of people I believe that you want to work with. Not to mention he and his staff that have over 70 years of experience, they follow up with you every year to make sure that you get what you need. So if you do an addition to your house, well, that needs to be insured, right? That's why he checks in with you every year. Maybe you forget to call Eric, but he won't forget to call you. Give him a call today, 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Before we get to the next segment, Tara, I was thinking about the conversation we were having, and you said that maybe if Rob Walden had bought the team, you know, however many years prior before this whole Comcast thing, maybe it would have been resolved. I think Rob Walton is going to be seeking Stan Kroenke's counsel a a lot. Well, he owns six professional franchises. Mm -hmm. He has a Super Bowl ring. He has a ring from the Rapids winning. He has, uh, I believe he has an avalanche ring, doesn't he, from 2001? Yes. Okay. He had just a year earlier purchased the team. So he, he, uh, and he has one with the Mammoth as well. And Arsenal's really good. If there's somebody who knows how to run a sports franchise, uh, he has the trophies to prove it. Rob Walton should seek Stan Kroenke's counsel on how to run a sports franchise, whether you like the Comcast thing or not, and nobody does. I'll be the first to tell you, I have Comcast, but I can't get DirecTV, and I can't get 
uh, dish because I live in a townhome, and I, because of the HOA, I'm not allowed to put up a dish mm-hmm. in the front of my home, which would be south facing. I think it would behoove Rob Walton to talk to Stan Kroenke on how to do some things. He certainly has the experience. So if anything, if Rob went to him and say, "Hey, work out the Comcast thing," um, I think Stan would say, "I can't hear you because I have four rings plugging my ears." <laughs> Okay, thanks, Patrick. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Avs getting ready to make their third trip to the Stanley Cup final, first one in 21 years. You started working here in 1976. You know all the championships because it started, or at least great teams, in 1977 with the Broncos, which you wrote a book about. But let's go to 1996 and 2001. Does this town feel as electric now as it did back then? There are three distinct narratives in in, in those three, three teams making the NHL finals. The first one was... Was a team. We got a team. We didn't have to go through the growing pains. Right. It was. It was uh, an instantly delivered championship contender. And before the Broncos. Yes. Before and, the Broncos had won the championship. And I got to tell you, uh, Drew Litton, who's a fantastic cartoonist, I cannot tell you off the top of my head many of his cartoons, but I do remember one. Joe Sackick is sleeping in a bed. And John Elway is standing outside the house looking <laughs> through the window with the Stanley Cup sitting right next to Joe. And there was a naive sense of enthusiasm. We'd been without an NHL team for 13 years. This was not a new territory, despite what a lot of people want to tell you. We had the Colorado, Colorado Rockies that ended up moving to New Jersey. But it, this was a hockey market before that, too, with minor league teams, college hockey. So we were not completely naive about the sport of hockey. But the NHL had been a failure once and we were delivered an instant contender instant champion and so the enthusiasm for that involved kind of a just like pinch me pinch me i don't believe this is happening right type enthusiasm right so then the second one 2001 there were hardened fans who had who had been drawn in by the 96 championship we had the hardcore hockey fans who had moved in from other areas and we had become kind of a youth hockey hotbed too so in 2001 that was their best team in 2001 it was a little more sit back great team we'll watch them do their work and yeah we'll we'll be very enthusiastic when they win a championship the parade was just as fervent uh but it was just different it wasn't kind of that naive enthusiasm as the first time this time this time after 21 years between appearances in the finals we, it's a whole new generation of hockey fans is major part of of the constituency. And it's a whole new generation of technology where Twitter is the is the world's largest sports bar. So you have people going back positively because this team is playing well, mm-hmm. back and forth and enjoying the conversation back and forth. As and if I, they're sitting in a bar? That's right. And that is a good thing. I think that builds enthusiasm. The only problem is is that a lot of people did not get a chance to watch the Avs get to the playoffs they've been able to watch the Avs in the playoffs and they watched a handful of games on TNT I'm with you there so if you're an Avs fan and you didn't have you know Comcast 
you had a chance to watch it that way. But then again, listen, same thing with the Avs and Nuggets. If you really wanted to watch, you could find a way anyway. Yes. You can absolutely find a way. With that, you have been around. Again, you were here for the 77 Broncos, uh, now three Avs teams. The Nuggets have never gone to the NBA Finals. However, they've been to the Western Conference Finals a couple of times, 2007 with the Rockies. With that, for one of these four teams to advance to a championship game, World Series, whatever it is, what to you is the most memorable? The 77 Broncos, and I I don't think that will surprise you, but they gained their entree to the first Super Bowl by winning the AFC Championship game here against the Raiders on New Year's Eve 1978. Several controversial aspects of that game we won't go into. But that was, in my mind, the biggest single day in Colorado sports up to that time and for a long time after. And maybe still now in some ways. We were an inferior, we were an outpost with an inferiority complex at that time. This is the, first, the Broncos had been the stepchildren of the, of the NFL. And that 77 season was so electric with Thread Miller coaching, leading the way, and Craig Morton somehow getting onto the field to play. They were they were not a real good team. They were an they were a they were a story more so, an intriguing drama, uh, a great blending of personalities, and they got the market excited behind them. And it was it was the first major step to this market becoming a major league sports market. I can't argue with that. A because I wasn't here, but it was the first time. Denver was probably talked about on, on the, the national on the national sports scene. and on the map, and they beat the Raiders of all teams, and, and it's it's all over Fat Man from Tom Jackson. It's it's their you listen. I, I never want. I don't want to hear anymore that the Raiders are the Broncos' rival. You want to know why? They're why? they're everybody's rival. <laughs> Everybody hates the Raiders. Uh, Chargers fans hate the Raiders. Chiefs fans hate the Raiders. I covered the Chiefs. They think that they think the Raiders are their rival. I now work in Denver. They think the Raiders are their rival. Ask Chiefs fans or Chargers fans. They the the Raiders are their rival. I got here in two thousand four. I'm speaking out of ignorance when I say this. However, I listened to what you said about ninety six. You had a Stanley Cup team bang first year, and then we know what happened in two thousand and one. I've been in this business for over thirty years. I have covered fourteen professional sports teams. Mm-hmm. along with major colleges along the way, including Kansas State football when they started taking off and Kansas basketball, amongst other teams I've covered. But the greatest story I've ever covered in my entire career was that 2007 Rockies team because it came out of nowhere. It was an absolute surprise. We're sitting at September 14th. I think the Rockies are roughly three games over 500. And then they go on this historic run. And I believe the entire city was just swept up into what are they going to do next? And they just kept winning and winning. I'm not comparing it. Oh, I know. I'm I think not most com- people get what you mean. Yeah, I'm not comparing it to 77 because that was the, the first. It's kind of like your first child. Mm-hmm. You always remember the birth of your first child the most. Not to say you don't remember the rest, but your first. I'm not going to ask you this question, Danny. I'm not going to ask you this question. I'm guessing over the course of your life, you've kissed a lot of girls. But you, but I bet, I bet for most guys, they can tell you the first girl they kissed. For most guys, they can tell you the, because it's the first. And that's what 77 represented. Yes, it did. And for the Rockies, 
it was like a story that I have never been. And but I was also very blessed because I was the main sports anchor at Fox 31 mm-hmm. and we had the rights to the games. How did that manifest? I mean, were you at the ballpark every day? Well, I was at the ballpark, yes, and I traveled with them. But the advantage that I had covering that team was, and you've covered World Series before, mm-hmm. what they do is when the game ends, certain people are allowed on the field, and then the rest of the media, like penned in right. livestock, have to wait there about 15 minutes, and then they get to go on the field. Because we were the rights holders, we were on the field immediately. and We were setting up live shots, and we were in the locker room. We had full access mm-hmm. because we were the Fox affiliate. So I had extra clearance to be able to do things, which was fantastic. But the story itself was, it was out of a movie. Yeah. It really was. It was a Disney movie based on fact because you wouldn't believe it's true. Right. And to this day, unfortunately, three, four years later, you real, not three, four, because the team was good. Listen, they were really good. And then, you know, I can't remember which season it was. It might've been, 08 or 10 or 9 where they they were cruising towards the playoffs and then they lost like mm-hmm. 14 to 15. So it completely flipped on them. But you realized after a while that was an aberration. Those, that was not sustainable. That and the Avalanche those are more those are more alike than the, the bringing in this the later Super Bowl championships right. in it, or even the losses right. in the, in the play. Right. Uh, and you know you've you've talked about this long layoff the magic went away during that delay between the National League Championship Series and the World Series. The j- magic just went away. I don't know where it went. Yeah. It just disappeared. And, and the Super 78 Super Bowl was also very much anti- an anticlimax. Well, it's, it, it, and it, people didn't look at it as, as diminishing anything the Broncos did because just getting there was such a big deal. Right. Beating the Raiders was such right. a big deal. It was not. It was not perceived to be a failure to lose to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. The closest parallel I can give, although it is not apples to apples, but but it was, I guess, over uh, well over sixteen games. The closest parallel I can give is the L.A. Kings when they went on that run to mm-hmm. win the cup. I think they were the eighth seed, mm-hmm. and nobody Twice. and nobody expected it. Coming up after the break, boy, we have a family feud in the world of golf. More PGA guys are going to the LIV tour. That in itself is controversial. We'll let you know who is moving on. And is a rivalry in golf between two separate leagues, if that's what you want to call it, good for the sport? Kind of like when you had the AFL and the NFL. Is it good for the sport? That's nice. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you're thinking dinner, how about some barbecue? Best place in town. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Love their smoked brisket, their smoked wings. They have a smoked corned beef Reuben that I think is terrific. Of course, their smoked ribs are great. Outstanding sides. If you're going to have a great barbecue place, you better have great sides. 
like their pork and beans. So stinking good. Mac and cheese is great. Love their coleslaw. They have a, a corn bake that's great. You just go in there for dessert. Great non-barbecue options. Dave, the owner, had a previous life. He has put it all in one menu. You're going to love it. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them in North Denver. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Boy, the new LIV Golf Tour is getting a lot of press. It is backed by Saudi Arabia. It now has commitments from Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Louis Oosthuizen. Now there are reports that Ricky Fowler, Bryson DeChambeau, and and um, I mentioned Ricky Fowler, they are going to join the uh, tour as well. All these guys will be able to play in the majors. The majors are not sanctioned by the PGA. Let's completely take politics out of it because we know it's a part of it, okay? And I get the politics, but we're not going to talk about politics. Is a rival tour good for golf? Going by the precedence, the precedence of the past, I would say yes. ABA, USFL, AFL, WHA. But there's a difference. I know. The difference is they're never going to merge. No. And that is the difference. All those others merged. This one would is you, not. Why would you rule? I, I think I agree with you, but why would you rule out that possibility, possibility unilaterally? Because the PG, because the difference between these two tours is, besides the political aspect, mm -hmm. that you're taking money from Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. in which they killed Khashoggi. I, I thought we weren't going to talk about politics. Right. Well, I mean, but, but, I'm, but I'm stating facts here. Yes. Okay? I 100% agree. I mean, their human their human rights record is atrocious. Well, then I think you have to bring that into it. Well, we're going to in a second. Just like the human's right re human rights uh, record in Qatar is awful, yet they have the World Cup. You have NBA players taking money from China, yet the human rights record but, is bad. My point is, there is so much money coming that from that oil money in Saudi Arabia. They have no reason to want to merge with the PGA. But uh, you asked me to eliminate politics, and eliminating politics, a sense of competition has always been paramount in sports. Right. Whether it's on the field or in front offices, and it's it's just been an all-American business opportunity to found a second league. Whether it's an inept operation that that ends up folding, like so many seem to do, or whether it thrives. Right. So I think on that principle, I would be for. I would be be for and be interested in following an upstart second league, but would you watch but, it? Knowing knowing your political beliefs and mine, and let's face it, most Americans are not thrilled at Saudi Arabia no. or Russia or China or Qatar. But my point is, would you would you watch that? No, I do, I wouldn't because I, I I would feel as if I would, were tangentially or even directly supporting it. Yes, I agree. So now let's talk about the majors. So. DeChambeau, Mickelson, Garcia, they can all compete in the majors. But it's almost like you have two different teams now. Will you find yourself in the majors rooting for the PGA guys yes, I would. over the other guys? Here's it's a, a money grab. Let's just call it like it is. Here's, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Here's an absolute serious question. Can you do both? Will players be both on the PGA Tour and LIV? No, they're not. PGA will not. What? The players that have joined have the LIV, they have to give up their PGA Tour card. They're okay. out. They're completely out. They're and I done. think I would be rooting for the PGA guys under those circumstances. As would I. What would happen, and how significant would it be, 
if Tiger said, you know what, I'm going to go to the LIV. I would be so tempted to watch, but I don't think I would. I would be drawn, drawn. I'd be tempted. I would feel uh, the lure of it because that's the way I feel now watching the PGA Tour. But I think I would have to let the overriding consider other considerations overrule me watching it. That would be an earthquake, a 10.7 earthquake to the PGA Tour if Tiger said, I'm going to jump to that tour. That would be almost like a death blow because other players would say, I'm going to join there too. Now, let's say you made a lot of money on the PGA Tour. Let's say a purse to win a, I don't know, the John Deere Classic. It's no longer around, but just a, a regular tournament, not a major. Let's say the prize money is a million bucks to win the Honda Open. And then another run of the mill in the LAV, the prize money to win it is $2.5 million. Would you join that tour? No. Danny, if the prize money was significantly more on a tour that you don't agree with the backers on how they handle themselves politically, would you join that tour? But you would make possibly two to three times as much money if you won. Probably. It's a smart business thing to do. And that's why Mickelson is doing it. For starters, he has to pay off a lot of gambling debts. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that, that's one reason why he's doing it. But the money is so much greater. But you know what I think you're doing? This is one guy's opinion. You are selling your soul for money. Well, we've always understood that golf is the ultimate individual sport that you don't get a paycheck if you don't perform. And there are no, there's no guaranteed money. Well, there are guaranteed appearance monies. Right. But competing on the golf course is an individual pursuit. And so you're, I, I would sympathize with him making decisions based on selfish business means except for who you're taking the check from. Well, here's the thing. Phil Mickelson had a really good point. He bashed the PGA saying it's a, this organization is using us. This organization doesn't treat us well. Well, let's really call it like it is. The PGA tour is a monopoly. You really don't have another, you have, you don't have another legitimate option no. in the United States. The buy.com tour or whatever it's called. And, and that's not the same prize money. It's not the same competition. None of that. The PGA, you know, listen, I play golf and I don't want to get too much into my personal life, but there were some people I knew growing up, relatives. I didn't like them at all. Did not like them. You don't like all your relatives and they belong to a country club and they love to play golf. And as a kid, I refused to play because I disliked them so much. Because to me, they were the character in Caddyshack. They were the Ted Knight character. And I did not want to be associated with that. I was, and, I was and, Bill Murray. I'm sure. And that's what the PGA Tour is to its players. You're going to do what we say the way we want you to do it because you don't have another option unless you want to play on the European Tour. But they're not standing at the bottom of a freeway, a freeway ramp with a cardboard sign either. Who? Golfers. No, they're not. But then again, they have a, they they have enough money to give away. They have enough sponsorship dollars. My point is, they to Phil Mickelson's point, they are a monopoly in the United States. Mm -hmm. It is the only option. So if you don't do it their way, hit the highway, how, and the highway goes over to Europe, and you get to play on that tour. How about if the the LIV tour establishes a precedent that there is room for a second tour, and we have an upstart U.S. based tour take on the. PGA instead. So a third tour? No, if the if the LIV goes away because of the political considerations and the reluctance of fans to watch it, 
and players to participate in it. And it at least shows that there might be room for a competing for an AFL yep. type tour. Well, you would need huge you would need huge backers for that. You would need a lot Rob of Walton. Rob Walton ah, probably likes golf. I, th- I think he's a little tapped out. Uh, but the point is, you would need a lot of money, and a lot of these events on the on the tour. Th- this is this is where the schedule is: London, Portland, New Jersey, Massachusetts, or Boston, I should say, Chicago, Bangkok, Thailand, Saudi Arabia, and Florida. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight events, right? And one, two, three are overseas. Five are here. I'll be curious to see how many people show up to the event to watch. Danny, I'll ask you, would you if somebody gave you a pair of tickets to go watch these guys, knowing you're backing in some ways the Saudi Arabian government, would you go see it? Well, if the tickets are given to me, then okay. it's not me supporting them. Okay. So I would go to support the golfers. Yeah. Okay. And I I mean I wouldn't I would not. I know you would not. No. And I'll be curious to see where people side on this. Danny, what do we have coming up on uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? Well, we've talked a lot about Stan Kroenke as uh, his cousin-in-law has bought the Denver Broncos. We'll talk about one of his teams and their quest for another championship. We'll also talk about maybe who the Nuggets could be drafting come the end of June. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Or all the nights I had to struggle to survive Had to lose it all to win a fight Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry Presented by Silter Har Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield At Silter Har Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, the Los Angeles Rams reworked Aaron Donald's contract earlier this week to make him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history with an average annual salary of over $31.67 million, uh, $95 million guaranteed over three years. Donald has said the new contract isn't as important to him as winning. The defending Super Bowl champion LA Rams are currently plus 1,100 to win the Super Bowl this year, the fourth best odds behind the Bills at plus 650, the Bucks at plus 750, and the Chiefs at plus 950. Would you take the Rams over any of those teams to win Super Bowl 57? Yes, I would. And I would then congratulate the owner of the Rams on another fine job. Ooh, shout out to Stan Kroenke. I mean, when you look at the AFC with all the competition, 
I mean, they have to get by, the Rams have to get by Tom Brady. They have to get by Aaron Rodgers, two first ballot Hall of Famers. You have to get by two teams. In the AFC, you have to get by Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, potentially someday Trevor Lawrence. Let's see if Deshaun Watson. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Let's see if Deshaun Watson eventually plays. And that is a whole nother story. You have too many teams to get through. That's why you see a lot of NFC teams at the top because there's less of a road you have to take in order to get to the Super Bowl. Just in case you missed it, ESPN mock draft from Jonathan Giveney of ESPN uh, has the Denver Nuggets selecting Jalen Williams, a 21-year-old 6'6 guard who averaged 18-4-4 last season at the univer- at Santa Clara University uh, with the 21st pick. The NBA draft is June 23rd. What position or type of player would you like to see the Nuggets draft? Or do you think they trade the pick? Real quick, what's the guy's name again? It is Jalen Williams. Well, I'll jump in and say I want him to move mountains to take David Roddy of Colorado State anyway. Why? Small forward. can be another Draymond Green type. Uh, and it can be a complementary element with the Nuggets. And by the way, if you ever watched a CSU basketball game, you were told about, oh, four times a game, sort of like Philip Lindsay when he was playing here was was uh, pronounced to be from Denver and everything else. CU, undrafted draft, undrafted player. In this case, David Roddy he chose between football at Wyoming or basketball at CSU. And that was kind of an interesting decision. I'm reading the scouting report on this kid, Jalen Williams, and it's talking about how good he is offensively. Okay, I was flying up the draft board, which is great. He's an excellent scorer, can get uh, can make his own offense, doesn't force the issue, takes good shots. All, all that sounds good. Great handle, beats his man on the dribble. That's all great. Great crossover. That's all good. Um, awesome wingspan. That's fantastic. Um, here, I, sen- I sense a butt coming here. There's a big butt. Doesn't say anything about his defense, and that's what the Nuggets need. We, they don't need another scorer. It'd be, it'd be great to have a great outside shooter. Don't get me wrong. But you need a guy who's really good defensively. That's what they're going to go after in free agency, and that's what they should target in the draft. They could get it in David Roddy, a gritty player, good to contribute. Well, um, is David Roddy going to be better than Kenneth Fareed? <laughs> I'm being serious. Kenneth Fareed was yes. Kenneth Fareed was terrific. Kenneth Fareed was a he can get into that ballpark, and I would even say yes. I mean, here'd be the question I have about David Roddy: Does he have ass in his game? Yes. So he is willing to plow people. Yeah. Over. Oh, yes. Okay. Then that that might be the guy. He's projected to go into the second round. He's mm-hmm. a projected second round pick. If he has the right attitude and is willing to go after people, how tall is he? Six six. How tall is he? Yeah, six. He's six. He's a six six small forward. Okay. And is he quick? Yes. Quick enough to quick enough to handle all the other small forwards, guard them man to man. Nobody can nobody can stop the other preeminent small forwards, but he could be an effective defender, and there's a difference. Well, he's not going to be able to guard power forwards. He's not going to be able to guard centers. If you're looking for the next Draymond Green, David Roddy's not the guy. Well, we'll find out. I well, he, he might be. He might be. So listen, Dinwiddie has played well out of Colorado. There's some guys who have played well. <clears throat> but the fact that he's physical is great, but he has some liability to his game, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, all guys do. I get that. If, he, if he's a tough guy. He's not a speed demon. 
I'd have no problems with them drafting. Just be right about it. That's all I care about. Just be right about it. All right, that was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Uh, right now, all 750 milliliter bottles of domestic wines are 15% off. Check out Argonaut off of Colfax or order online, ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Terry. Make it the best possible night you can. Uh, guy. Duh.